Welcome to the Multiply Your Success podcast, where each week we help growth-minded entrepreneurs and franchise leaders take the next step in their expansion journey. I'm your host, Tom Dufour, CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team. And as we open today, I'd just like to say happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your families. I hope you have a wonderful celebration. And for those of you who don't know, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year, and it's just because I have so much to be thankful and grateful for. And I'm especially thankful for you, our listeners, for being with us each and every week. Thank you for your continued support. And I thought that our episode today would be fitting to have our guest who talks about value. And during our conversation, we talk about creating value and extracting value, and which one are you doing more? This is a great interview, and if you're looking to apply some easy-to-understand ideas to help you create more value for your customers, your employees, and for those you care about, this is the episode for you. Our guest today is Andy McDowell, and he is an engineer by trade and a creative by nature. He's the founder of the entrepreneurial and small business coaching and consulting firm, Generate Your Value, and he's the co-host of the Generate Your Value podcast. Prior to starting his company, Andy spent 22 years with the Boeing company and helped prepare the Beijing and Sochi airports for their respective Olympic Games. So let's go ahead and jump right into the middle of my interview with Andy McDowell. So value comes in all kinds of different shapes, sizes, and colors uh, is what I say, right? So there's physical value, emotional value, financial value, relationship value. I mean, we could sit here for half an hour, talk about all the different shapes, sizes that value comes in. And so generate your value uh, comes from two standpoints. One, do you recognize it comes in all different shapes, sizes, and colors? And are you being cognizant of that in your life as well as in your business? Uh, from that perspective. And then um, what are you doing to ensure that you are generating value? Are you being introspective? Um, Do you understand your strengths and weaknesses? How much does creativity play into your life? All these things have to sort of come together in an effort to generate value. So value can either be generated or extracted. And in an exchange, somebody's generating it and the other person's extracting that value for use in their own life or in their business. So are you always extracting in life and in business or are you also generating and therefore contributing, hopefully in a positive way to uh, your life, to those you're in relationship with within your business, particularly if you're an owner or a leader? From that perspective. So I, I pick that term as sort of a high level general term that people can use to uh, look at their life or look at their business if they're a business owner and, and say, how am I contributing in a positive way to those that, I, that surround myself either in life or in business with? Uh, because that's when joy, happiness, and success shows up for you. So it makes me wonder about uh, creating value, certainly mm-hmm. generating, as you you use that term, ger- generating or extracting. So right. uh, our audience tends to be, uh, they're 
uh, very successful entrepreneurs or business leaders, they are mm-hmm. at the point of growth. They're franchising their business. They're they're growing through, oftentimes through franchising is, is our specialty. So uh, for someone that's looking at this from that perspective of that successful business owner, they have employees, maybe franchisees that are working for them or, or not uh, fr- employees and franchisees that are part of their system. Sure. So what might a successful value add look like? Let's start first. How does the employer or the franchisor create value for their staff and employees? How, how, uh, I'd be curious on any uh, thoughts or ideas in, in that regard. Sure. So the franchisee is now your customer and you want to set your customer up for success. And typically franchisees or people buying into a franchise have made that decision in an effort to sort of, um, I pay this money and I get this business and I just sort of unfold it, unpack it, so to speak. And it's a proven business model. So at that point, it's just, how do I get the community around me in my area to understand I'm in business and I'm here with a product and service that's ready to go. So as a franchisor, how can you set your franchisee up for success, right? You've got this business model that works. Now, what tools, what uh, training, what, Items of value can you bring to your franchisee that makes it extremely easy to be successfully or successful quickly uh, from that perspective? And I I think that's how you can generate the most value is you've already proven it in a business model. Otherwise, I don't think you'd be wanting to franchise your business. But now, how is it you can replicate that in somebody who's exchanging money? to you that you've got a product with all different shapes and sizes of value that we just talked about that's going to make them be successful as quickly as possible because that's why they're buying into your business model Mm. Uh, it's because of the ease and quickness with which they can get going up and running the business it could be somebody only has just enough money to buy your franchise right but not a lot of capital after that. So they want to be up and running and getting sales as quickly as possible. And that's part of the attractiveness of that model, I think. I've never been a franchise owner, but I'd have to imagine that's what is the attractiveness as opposed to somebody who's got deep pockets and just wants to do their own thing. Sure, sure. Well, and what about the, um, from the, uh, looking at it from the other vantage point as mm-hmm. a, a franchisee certainly, you know, the, is going to generate a certain amount of financial value to yep. a franchisor just through royalty collections and so on. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I have a, I imagine here the value you're talking about is more than just money that's associated with this. So I'd like for you to maybe share some ideas about how how the franchisee in a system can be providing value to the franchisor or the franchise system at large. Uh. So a lot of it's going to be feedback, right? Um, so we're, we're talking about franchisee to the franchisor. Yes. Yeah. So I've got this business, I've unpacked it and so forth, but they're the ones that are engaging with the end customer. So what kind of feedback, what kind of communication flow can you have to the franchisor about 
what is working and what is not working? Where, where are the things that the franchisor can adjust or change or add to their portfolio for the franchisee that's going to help make that business successful? Because franchisor wants as many franchises as possible. That's what's going to make them successful. But if word of mouth starts going out there that this is a bad decision to get into this franchise because you're not offering the things that helps make them successful, then uh, that's going to be a concern for the growth of the franchise. So uh, I think that's the best thing the franchisee can do is give feedback about what customers are saying, as well as their own experiences and trying to get the business set up that allows the franchisor to hopefully have continuous improvement about how they're doing things and how they're rolling out their franchisees as they grow. Great. Great. Well, um, let, let's thank you for sharing that, by the way. And let, let's talk a little bit about um, just how uh, what what led you to this uh, idea of starting this or your consulting company specializing mm-hmm. in this idea of value creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did 22 years with the Boeing company uh, in, in leadership. And. One of the, my favorite things to do got me out of bed in the morning was helping people to grow, whether they were direct reports or part of my team or other people throughout the Boeing organization. Um, I had a great experience with an executive coach within Boeing that did wonders for me and my leadership. And so I got to see that model. I applied it to mentoring other people within uh, within Boeing. And I, I had a goal of 30 years for the company. It got cut short because of the 737 MAX crisis. And I got laid off with thousands of other uh, employees. So instead of doing it part-time, which was the original plan after 30 years, I decided, okay, let's, let's go full-time with this. I've got some years still ahead of me <laughs> where the body works <laughs> And the mind still works and so forth. Let's go do this uh, full time. So that's the that's the drive, if you will, for me. Uh, uh, generate your value and value creation. I don't think it's talked enough about out in business. Uh, a lot of it's about spreadsheets and money and cash flow and the financial statements and so forth. But one of the things I kept telling my team at Boeing is, don't worry about the money. Worry about the customer and the value that we're bringing to our customers and the money will come. Don't worry about that piece. Let's focus on the quality of our service. Are we truly listening to the customer and providing a service that they're, they're going to tell their friends who's going to tell two friends, so to speak, about what we're doing and offering? And I was on the government side in the government uh, marketplace. And, uh, you know, because value comes in, as we said before, uh, different shapes and sizes and colors, I don't think people pay attention to those things. You know, it's about the functionality. It's about the physical things possibly that, uh, they get overlooked where you could be, uh, really growing your business. If you're paying attention to all the different ways that value can be created and captured in the marketplace. And that's why I went after that with my business. 
great. Well, Andy, this would be a great time for us to just make a little transition in the show where we ask mm. every guest the same four questions before we go. And the first one is just about a miss or two you've had in your journey and your career and and something you learned from it. Uh, before uh, I even got into entrepreneurship, I had a... Um, when I came out of uh, Georgia Tech, I got a, a job with a retailer. And uh, it was in the inventory area because that's where the computer system was. They needed help with the computer piece. And I got fired from that job. It was not a great feeling. No, nobody, nobody, nobody likes to be fired. Uh, a lot of it had to do with communication from the leadership wasn't great. Uh, I could have made adjustments and so forth had I have gotten the feedback, but uh, learn, learned a big lesson. I went from grad, uh, to grad school from there uh, was, and then started my entrepreneurial journeys um, after grad school, but learned a lesson on how to, uh, you know, I fell off the horse to, pick myself up and dust myself off and go, okay, what did I learn from that? And what lessons did I learn? How can I apply that to my life, to my, how I approach business and get finding work and job and so forth and so on. Um, I learned in life, I'm 59 years old. I've learned in life to don't see them as uh, failures, but see them as, challenges and opportunities for growth and keep improving and keep improving. And that was my starting point for that, for that learning in, in growth in life was you're not a bad person because you got fired. Learn, learn it as a lesson, apply those lessons to your life and keep growing, keep going. Yeah. Thank you. And how, how about a make or two? You've had a great career. What, anything that you'd like to share that stands out? Uh, I've had a great career, uh, traveled around the world. I've met some amazing, uh, amazing people. Uh, but I would say that the biggest was having, having a growth, uh, a growth mindset and a servant leadership style. But you know, fault me, if you will, I, I picked two of them. I don't know if I'm allowed to pick two of them, but sure. it's that, but it's that combination of those two elements to say, uh, I'm not a perfect leader. Uh, I'm going to be humble and admit my mistakes, but I'm going to learn from it. You know, if you're, I will promise you one thing, I will learn from it and, and do better uh, from that perspective and making my team number one and always being concerned about setting them up for success. What do you need? You know, those conversations behind closed doors to say, what do you need? Do you need training? Do I need to be a better leader? Do I need to communicate more? What do I have within my power, uh, either personally or through my authority and my title, do I have that you need in order for you to be successful? That's my number one concern in the conversation I want to have with you every day. Well, thank you. And how about a multiplier? We get such a great response and variety of responses for this question. Have you used a mm -hmm. multiplier to grow yourself personally, professionally, as, as you've uh, developed over the years? Uh, I would say 
flexibility. I can't tell you, I, I had a 30 minute commute uh, when I was at Boeing from, from home to work. And I would use that 30 minutes to think about my day. You know, obviously I had my schedule and my calendar of tasks that I, or meetings that I had during the day. I just put my thoughts together about, okay, with the free time, now meet, meeting time I had, what am I going to do with it? What do I want to accomplish during the day? I, uh, I would say maybe 10% of my, you know, 22 plus years with Boeing, did those days actually materialize what my thoughts were on the commute on the way in, particularly as a leader. And so you have to have flexibility and some patience um, to say it's, it's not going to happen that way. I can have the best laid plans, but things are going to come up during the day. And what's your attitude going to be about that? And can you be present in the moment and say, okay, my team needs me here or my boss needs something from me here or whatever it may be. Uh, flexibility uh, is a big tool to use to get you through the day and still accomplish a lot of things. Uh, if you go in with the hard-minded mindset of saying, no, this is my schedule and I'm sticking to it, the heck with you, then uh, you got a big hill to climb. Great. Well, and Andy, the, the final question we like to ask every guest before they go is, what does success mean to you? Well, success for me, the way I define it, is living my why out loud every every day. But that, there's several parts to that, right? First, you got to have the introspection to understand what your why is in life and how, how you're going to be in this world. Uh, and then having dedication to that so that you're always looking at yourself and saying, am I, am I living that out loud? Am I being this way in everything that I'm doing? Perfect. Well, Andy, as we, we bring this to a close, is there anything you were maybe hoping to share or get across that you haven't had to yet that, that you'd like to, to share with the audience before we go? Yeah, another big topic I like to talk about is love and fear. It's a common element, maybe small, maybe big, and decisions that you're making in life. But try and understand where love and fear plays in the decision that you're making and do your best to always choose love. Andy, thank you so much for a fantastic interview. And let's go ahead and jump into today's three key takeaways. So takeaway number one is that value comes in all types of forms, including physical, emotional, financial, and many others. And it's important for you to recognize that value does come in all of those different forms. Takeaway number two is to understand and know whether or not you are generating or extracting more value. Which side do you end up on? Are you in the middle? Are you on generating or extracting? Think about that and how that may impact the relationships you have with those in your life. Takeaway number three, specific to franchising, we talked about how a franchisee can add value to the franchise system through feedback. So as the franchisor, something you may want to do is interact with your franchisees to find out what are the customers saying in their local communities, gathering that feedback and maybe implementing some of those suggestions and changes that you gather. And now it's time for today's win-win. So today's win-win comes from when Andy talked about the focus of worrying about the value that you're giving to your customers 
instead of the money that you make. And I would say that you could apply that to worrying about the value you're creating or giving to your customers, to your employees, to your loved ones and friends, and worry less or instead of worrying about the money you make. And I think that's a great win. And I, th- I thought Andy summarized it so well at the very end. It was the last thing he said on our interview when he said, try to understand where love and fear play in the, into the decision that you're making and do your best to choose love. thought that's a great way to end our interview for today. That's the episode today, folks. Happy Thanksgiving. So glad you are here. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. And remember, if you or anyone you know might be ready to franchise our business or take their company to the next level, please connect with us at BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy your Thanksgiving week. And we look forward to having you back after the holiday.